Welcome to the God Put Me Up On Game podcast with Kristen R. Harris, where God shares all the good game because he wants you to win. This is the podcast for winners. Hey, winners, what's going on? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for coming down to the winner circle for another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. You know the drill. I am appreciative. I thank you so much for rocking out with the podcast, especially in these very crazy and uncertain times. I thank you that you're here, that you're still showing up, that you're still coming down to the winner circle to hear the good, good game. I must apologize. I was out last week. You will notice we did not have an episode last week. I was under the weather and maybe I'll talk about that in some of the coming weeks. But even beyond that, guys, it has been such an adjustment just getting into the groove of things. The girls have started back school and even to record this podcast has been <laughs> proved to be very challenging and difficult because um, my one of my daughters is utilizing my office space because, of course, all three of them are home. So I have a daughter in my office one that's using her bedroom, one that's in the family room downstairs. And so I'm actually recording this podcast episode from my daughter's room. I'm in one of the other girls' room and I am uh, on the floor (laughs) with my microphone and my laptop and I'm recording this episode. So I'm getting it done by any means necessary. But with that, I must say, you guys may have to extend me some grace. I don't know that I will be... (laughs) as consistent um, as I have in the past until we find our rhythm. My goal is to batch record some episodes this weekend. I have never been a batch recorder. I've always come to you guys each week with the fresh game, fresh revelation, fresh word. And um, But I do believe that God has given me several downloads because he knows where I am and he knows this season. And so um, it's my goal to do some batch recording so that we don't have to miss episodes coming up because you guys know that I love, 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 love coming down to the winner circle. I love sharing the good game with you guys. And so um, as much as I can, as best as I can, I am committed to making sure that you get the good, good game each week. Okay. So with that, I want to go and go ahead and get into this week's good game. Um, This week's game is specifically for the parents out there. Um, I was in my word, I think it was last week and I was reading and I was in first Chronicles chapter 22. And I'm going to tell you, you want to grab a pen and a paper if you're able to right now, and maybe you're driving or you're out running or whatever, and you can't, excuse me, um, get to that right now. But I would really encourage you to come back and take some notes because I'm going to like glaze over these scriptures really fast, but it's some lot of, it's, it's some lot. (laughs) It's a lot of good information in this particular passage of scripture, especially for parents. And it just really resonated with me. And I was like, man, I got to take this game down to the winner circle. So I want to share it with you. So um, we're going to be starting out in first Chronicles 22. And this is where we see David sharing the plans for the building of the temple with his son Solomon. And so this is where he blesses him to go out and build the the temple. And um, I'm going to read just a smidget of that passage. 
It says, um, let's see. I will start with, I think I'll start with verse two. So David gave orders to call together the foreigners living in Israel, and he assigned them the task of preparing blocks of stone for building the temple of God. David provided large amounts of iron for the nails that would be needed for the doors and the gates and for the clamps and more bronze than they could ever weigh. He also provided innumerable cedar logs for the men of Tyre and Sidon had brought vast amounts of cedar to David. David said, my son Solomon is still young and inexperienced and the temple of the Lord must be a magnificent structure, famous and glorious throughout the world. So I will begin making preparations for it now. So David collected vast amounts of building materials before his death. I want to read that. Um, what is that? Verse five again. David said, my son Solomon is still young and inexperienced and the temple of the Lord must be magnificent must be a magnificent structure, famous and glorious throughout the world. So I will begin making preparations for it now. <clears throat> As I was reading, that really resonated with me. And hold on, I'm sorry, guys, I keep clearing my throat. Of course, I'm in here in my daughter's room, not where I normally record, and I don't have my water. So I pray that I could even just make it through this <laughs> without my mouth being completely dry. But as I was reading that, that part about David making preparations just jumped out. It literally left, leapt off the page to me because it's like, as a parent, that is our job. Here it is, David recognizes that um, he, that, that, that Solomon is, is the person who God has assigned to build this temple. But right now, Solomon is still inexperienced. He's still very young, but David is making preparations. And so all this game today, all the, the, the main point I want to drive home is that parents make preparations for your children's future, for their, for their destiny, for their God given assignment. It is your job to look at your child right now and to see the, the giftings that God has put in them. And no, you may not be able to um, understand or recognize every single thing, but you ought to be able to look at your child or your children and, and see the gifts that God has placed down in them and begin to cultivate those things. If I'm not mistaken, we have touched briefly on this on the podcast before, or maybe not. I don't know. I talk so many different places <laughs> that I don't often remember where I said something, but I am a big advocate of recognizing purpose in your children early and, and, and cultivating that and pushing that. I often say that I've been writing all my life. And if my parents probably would have, you know, looked at that and said, you know, that's really a gift they may have pushed me even further as it pertained to my writing, you know, maybe had me in some creative writing classes or, you know, really just uh, put me in extracurricular things that would have continued to cultivate and, and shape that gift. So I'm speaking to you parents, like do not ignore the clues. God has given you clues as to what it is he's calling your children into in the future. And as I said, it may not be completely revealed now, but what are you doing with the little pieces that you know? So I just want to dive into this really quickly because there, I think there are some lessons that we can take 
from David. We can take some good game from him. You know, we know that David was not the most perfect person in the world. <laughs> he was far from it. We do know that he was a man after God's own heart, though, because um, you know, he, he, he recognized where he fell short and, and he came back to God and he continually leaned on him. But here we see, like I said, in first Chronicles 22, that David is, is basically making these prepar preparations for Solomon to complete the temple. So a few things that I was able to, to take away. Number one, as I said, he, he made those preparations and we see that in first uh, Chronicles 22 and five, we see that he, he was making preparations. And again, whatever it is that you see in your kids, you should be making preparations. You should be making preparations. I know for me, I see in, in, in my daughter, my oldest daughter, Charisma, I know that she is a, a, a mighty, mighty, mighty prayer warrior. You guys have even heard some of her prayers here on the podcast. Those of you who follow us on social media, you've heard her pray. Um, so I try to cultivate that. I see that. And so I make preparations. I make space. I, I, I make room for her to share that gift, to cultivate it, to get comfortable with it. So what are you doing? What type of preparations are you making for the things that you see in your children? Um, number two is David blessed the work. He, he blessed his son's work. And this is so, so key. Um, and you'll see this in First uh, Chronicles 22, verses 11 through 13. And I guess I'll go ahead and read it. He said, now, my son, may the Lord be with you and give you success. And you follow his instruction in building the temple of the Lord, your God. And may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding that you may obey the law of the Lord, your God, as you rule over Israel. For if you carefully obey the laws and regulations that the Lord gave to Israel through Moses, you will be successful. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or lose heart. So here it is. David is blessing the work of Solomon. He's blessing the work of his hands as it pertains to building this temple. This is so key. One, of course, as parents, you should be your child's biggest uh, cheerleader, their biggest advocate. You should be rooting them on and cheering them on and pushing them into their destiny. But why this is even more relevant and so important as it pertains to David is because David actually had all of the plans for the temple. It was David's desire to build the temple. He was the one who, um, you know, he, he had it in his heart and, and he wanted to build this temple, but God basically told him, no, he would not be the builder of this temple because of the things he had too much blood on his hands. And you can read that in first Chronicles 22. Um, I'm not going to read all of that, but that, that was his desire. It, it was actually David's vision. So I want to challenge you. What if it's not your assignment? What if you're not going to be the one to carry out what you see? What if it's actually something that's for your children? What if God has sold the vision into you so that you can sow it into your children and you can bless it and you can make preparations? And I know that this sounds, um, it, I, I think to me, it sounds like common sense, like, okay, well, that's okay. I, I can just do it. But you would be surprised. There are a lot of parents who struggle with 
things like that. What if it does not come to pass in your lifetime? What if you're just the, the vision carrier? You're going to be the, the torch passer. Are you okay with that? And I, if you're not, I would implore you to sit before God and really um, give him that so that he can work on it and do something with it. Because everything that God has given you is not going to come through you. You got to understand that. And so um, I, I really, really, really challenge you. And I know that when, when we have a vision, when we have a desire, just as David did, you know, he had a desire to build that temple. He had the plans. If you look in verse 11, it says he had all the plans. God had given him all the plans for it. Um, there's even, if you go over to first Chronicles 28 verses two and three, I'm giving you guys a lot of scripture, but in first Chronicles chapter 28 verses two and three, he, he speaks explicitly about how he had the vision. He had the vision, you know, it was downloaded to him. So imagine David like, okay, I'm, I'm going to build this magnificent temple. It's going to be all for the glory of God. And God's like, yeah, no, your hands are too dirty. You won't do it, but I will do it through your son. Are you okay with that? So I want to make sure that you understand, one, that you got to be making preparations for their destiny. And number two, that you bless their work. And even if it's not the way that you des- you thought it would be, um, we all should be striving for our children to do better than us and be better than us and go to new levels and new heights. And if you are in a place where that is a struggle for you, this is a this is not a judgment zone, okay? I I can understand how sometimes you feel that way. If you know maybe your life didn't pan out the way it was, and then you like God has given you this grandiose vision, and you like, okay, God, I didn't even do some of the things that I wanted to do in life, and now you've given me a vision, and you're telling me that this vision doesn't belong to me; it belongs to my child. So if that is you, again, submit that to God. Allow Him to work on your heart because. We want to be here to to support and push our children. We we want to make preparations for them and we definitely want to bless the work of their hands, okay? So the next thing that we see that David did, and we see this in um, verse 17 of chapter 22, we see that David assembled a team of support. He, he assembled a support circle. He instructed them to give into uh, into the vision, to sow into the vision. And so, as I said, we see this in verse 17. It says, then David ordered all the leaders of Israel to assist Solomon in this project. What are you doing? How are you uh, helping to bring what you see in your child out? Are you assembling a, a village? What What does your village look like? Because here's the thing. Whatever God-sized dream that that God has downloaded into you as it pertains to your children, you are not going to be the only one, not you, not your not your spouse, whether it's their mother or their father. You two are not the only two people who are going to be able to bring this thing out of them. It is going to require a village, a team, a support. So who is around you? Who is pouring into these children? Who's uh, further cultivating these gifts? I, I know my my second oldest, Genesis, she's very into modeling and acting. And so she, she did it when she was younger and she fell off and she said she wasn't interested anymore. But she's recently come back to me and she definitely has 
um, the giftings and the traits. And so here it is now I'm reaching into my circle seeing, okay, where can I place her? Who is a great mentor? Who can um, give her the, the tools and the training that she needs? Because I don't have it. So what does your village look like? You need to begin to, as you see these things in your children, if you don't possess the things to help them pull it out of you, you can pray and you can support and you can praise and you can push. But if there's some things that, that need cultivating that you may not possess, then it's time to look around and it's time to do the research and, and look inside your village or look outside of your village and see who needs to be a part of your village so that you can really support them. Take some cues from David. He said, look, this is what you're going to do. He told the people, this is what you need to do to support Solomon, to support the building of this temple, to support this vision. And I want to go on number four, and this is my last point. You know, this is not a, a sermon, guys. I'm not about to keep you here for an hour. But <laughs> the last thing that we see that Solomon did, not only did he assemble a, a village, a circle of support, but guess what? He sold into the vision. He sold into the vision him, himself. And we see this in First Chronicles 29, verse 3. And hold on, I'm going to read it to you. I had it pulled up, but of course it's gone. Um, one second, one second, 29 and three. And it says, and now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I am giving all of my own private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials that I have already collected for his holy temple. So not only was he collecting donations, not only was he assembling a team, but he's taking things out of his own private treasury. And that goes back to what are you doing to sow into their lives? And I'm not talking about, you know, you providing lights and a roof over their head and food and making sure that they go to school. Yeah, great. Congratulations. I, that, that's a part of your basic duties. But what are you doing to pull out the stuff? Those things that I just named, that clothing and that housing and that shelter, well, housing and shelter are the same thing, but housing and school and all those type of things, that's the stuff that most people understand that they're supposed to do as a parent. But I'm challenging you to move beyond that. I'm challenging you to really begin to pay attention to the clues. And then you sow into those things. You sow your prayers into those things. You sow your money into those things because yeah, it's going to take money. I, when she told me, when Genesis told me she wanted to go back to modeling, I said, okay, well now I got to pay some money to do this. You're going to have to sow your money. You're going to have to sow your time. Okay. You're going to have to sow your energy and your effort. It's going to take something from you to birth out the purpose that is inside of your children. And so I'm telling you today to stop being selfish, to move beyond yourself and to really tap into God and what, and what he's saying as it pertains to your children. And I don't care how young they are. You can see greatness in your kids, even at a young age, if you put on your spiritual eyes and you begin to look through the lens that, that, that God is pulling you to see it from his perspective. You know, I even, my daughter, my youngest daughter, she's eight. She's not that young, but she's still pretty young. I, I've seen things in her since she was much younger. Like I see the, I see the prophetic gift on her life. I see her ability to hug her, her hugs are anointed. And so I always encourage her in her hugs. When she hugs, me, it is like something breaks. If, if something is troubling me, 
I, I call for her because I just need that hug. I need that anointing. And so I encourage her in that. You know, I encourage her if someone is having a bad day, give them a hug because I know that 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 those hugs are anointed. And so even my words are a seed that I'm sowing. What words, what encouragement are you sowing? I know it's easy to fuss all the time, especially when they're not doing what we think they should do or what we know that we've taught them to do. But I'm challenging you in this season to even shift your words, shift your language. What words are you sowing? What words of encouragement? This is such a key and pivotal time and the the ground is fertile. And so right now while the ground is fertile and seeds are being sown, I hope you're sowing seeds that are going to produce bountiful harvest of good things, of great things, of God things, okay? So quick recap of this game. Like I said, it's not gonna be long, but number one, make preparations for your children. Number two, bless the work of their hands. Even if you thought you were gonna do the assignment, even if you thought it was your assignment, but bless it, bless it, bless it. Number three, um, assemble a team, a circle of support, a village. And number four, make sure you're sowing yourself. You sow into what you see in those children, okay? I really encourage you to go back and read all of 1 Chronicles 22. I did reference uh, chapter, I think, 23 and 29 as well. So you can, no, I'm sorry, chapter 28 and 29. But definitely read 1 Chronicles chapter 22 so that you can get your own revelation. I pray that God opens your eyes. If you feel like you cannot see right now what it is that that your child that your seed is carrying I pray that God begins to enlighten you so that you can recognize the things that he's placed down inside them and you can do your job right now even as a parent as a as a kingdom parent as a kingdom parent we got different objectives it's not just about like I said clothing and and housing it's about uh what are they carrying? What is what what is in their belly that you are going to help to birth out? You guys know I call myself a midwife, but I believe, I believe that every mother and every wife is a midwife, okay? You have you have purpose, you have an assignment to birth out purpose in your children and in your spouse. And the spouse, I'll say that for another day, but every woman is a midwife. Every woman is a midwife. Every one of you have a midwife anointing. You got to activate it. You got to tap into it and you got to pull out the greatness that God has placed down in your family. All right. So that's all I got for you guys. That's all the good game I got for today. As I said, I'm going to work really hard to make sure that we don't miss any more episodes because I love coming down to the winter circle. Guys, y'all been quiet. I need to hear from you guys. Let me know that you're still listening. Um, Leave me a review. You already know how much I love reviews. Uh, Reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Kristen R. Harris. Uh, You can follow the podcast at God Put Me Up On Game. Let us know how the podcast is blessing you. I want to make sure I'm just not on here rambling and that this good, good game is actually helping you and you're able to apply it to your life, okay? I love you guys so much. I pray that you are staying safe and sane, okay? Until next time, it's your girl, Kristen R. Harris, and I'm out. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. Make sure you follow us on social media at God Put Me Up On Game and at Kristen R. Harris. We'll see you next week.